The Giants at the quarter pole point of the season. Say that three times fast. The good, the bad, a lot of ugly, and how to fix it all. Let's go. Oh, hey there. John Lund with you. John Lund Unleashed. Barry is Sports Talk, wherever you find your favorite podcast. That's where you are if you're listening on the podcast. Thank you very much, Apple, Spotify. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, you got all the fun graphics, and you can follow along on the screen. You can do that as well. Just search John Lund Unleashed. Tell all your friends about that as well. And then you can listen as well, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., various ways to get me. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on KMBR 680 in the Bay Area in San Francisco, KMBR.com, the new KMBR app. We're on the YouTube channel and Twitch as well from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the voice of the 49ers. Greg Papa, so you can get my thoughts in all those places. I love feedback. You don't have to agree. At John Lund Radio on Twitter, hit me up if you're watching on the YouTube channel. Just put your comments there, and I'll make sure to get back to you as well. Been doing a lot of Warriors lately. Want to mix in some 49ers. Not done with the Warriors, though. There's a lot to talk about in the offseason. And if you missed my offseason preview, go back and listen to that one as well. A lot of Warriors content, like I said. And we'll get into the 49ers heading down to camp this weekend to get a look at some guys and uh, to uh, form some opinions there as well. So we're mixing in everything. If you're new to the show, we talk about all Bay Area sports. And just like my radio show on KMBR, we talk about whatever's on your mind. So it could be Bay Area sports, which is a lot of it, but things going on with John Morant and coaches getting fired with Monty Williams and all the different things in the NBA. So we try to cover it all. And again, we appreciate all the comments, all the feedback. You're listening, you're subscribing, all those different kind of things. So if you do that and tell your friends and spread the word, much appreciated. We never take your listenership or viewership for granted. Really appreciate you hanging out. I know there's a lot of different ways and people you can hear and listen to and watch and all those kind of things to get this content. So really appreciate you hanging out with John Lund Unleashed on the Locked On Podcast Network and listening to my radio show on KNBR 680 and KNBR.com. All right, let's get to the Giants, which we haven't talked Giants in a long time. So I appreciate you hanging out for that one. Uh, 17 and 23 at the 40 game mark. Now, the way it works, and I'm sure you know, but I'm going to explain it anyway, is there's 162 games and it's a lot. So it's not like football where basically with 17 of these things, it's about 10 per. So for every 10 games, you talk about one NFL game. You understand the math on that whole thing. So you don't want to panic over 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 games. But when you get through 40 games and it's the quarter hole point of the season, so you're a quarter of the way through the race, you start to form some opinions. Doesn't mean that things can't change. The Nationals, what, 2019 had a losing record almost halfway through the season. I think they were 29 to 21 and 30, whatever the point was at one point, but obviously they got healthy and and they got good. I mean, the Lakers started out 2-10 and 10 and they're in the Western Conference Finals. Sorry to remind you, they made a big trade. So, I mean, things can turn around. Uh, health can turn around. Players can turn around. They just got Hanneker back, and Fordo seems to be starting to hit. Casey Schmidt came up. Maybe Kyle Harrison later. You know, whatever the case may be. Maybe they can get back in this thing. But right now, just going through 40 games, 25% through the season, they're 17 and 23. And to just give you a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, the Giants, the quarter point, we'll get into the five big stories so far by the numbers. I'll give you a bunch of numbers that are mostly not great. And then we'll go down to the good news, and one of the good news is, is it's 75% left in the season or 122 games. So uh, there is that if you're an optimist. So let's start here, and I'm going to start out by the numbers for the Giants as they are 17-23 and 23 on the season, third worst in the NL going into uh, Monday night's games. They were tied with the Nationals, which is not something you want. They're in rebuild mode. 
and only ahead of the Rockies by one game, 17 and 23, or half game, 17 and 23 to 17 and 24, and the Cardinals, who I don't think are going to stay there. I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs, but certainly the Cardinals, who were the favorite in the NL Central to start the year, I think is not going to be a team that's going to stay where they are, the bottom of the National League. So it's not a great spot to be. Injuries, we'll get into same old uh, offense, or same old bullpen, I should say, same old defense. We'll get into that in consistent bats, so all that. But let's start with the numbers, and I'll get into that conversation in, uh, in short order. Hopefully you can see those numbers. But let's just go through it, and that'll, that'll flush out a lot of the conversation that we're going to have. So again, 17 and 23. Home runs, 62 of them. That's fourth in, in Major League Baseball. These are all MLB ranks right next to the numbers that you're going to see if you're watching on the YouTube channel. The OPS is 738. That's 13th, so about average. Uh, Runs-wise, they're 19th in the league with 173. And so you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, home runs, they're fourth, but runs, they're 19th. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second and why. It's inconsistency is what it is. A lot of times they'll score early, and then it's like, what, what happened to the bats? Uh, strikeouts, that's a major problem, 388. That's third. Uh, I understand it's a still, even with the rule changes and everything else, it's still a home run, walk, or strikeout league, although it's getting a little bit better. And now we get down to the culprits. Okay, they hit enough home runs, but they hit 225 with runners in scoring position. We've seen that all season long. That's 27th. And along with those strikeouts, the strikeout rate, as you see there near the top, uh, with runners in scoring position is 27.9%. That's last in baseball. 28% of the time, and they've got runners in scoring position, they strike out. That's not great. Put the bat on the ball, see what happens. They're not doing enough of that. And then stolen base-wise, we knew this. They're not an athletic team, although in the offseason, that's one of the charges against this team and against this front office. They knew what the rules were going to be. They knew there was going to be no shift. Didn't get more athletic. They knew stolen bases were going to be a, at a premium. Didn't get more athletic. They have 23 stolen bases, which is 24th in the league, and their their computers, their Commodore 64s, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, stolen base, not good. Um, they're not one of the more athletic teams. The team they just finished up with before taking on the Phillies on Monday night, the Arizona Diamondbacks, did get more athletic. They're younger, more athletic, and we saw that when Arizona took three out of four. So the offense, home runs good, strikeouts bad, runners in scoring position bad. Generally, they don't generate runs. They don't generate runs. They hit home runs or they lose, and they can't generate runs, and they can't generate uh, opportunities. They can generate opportunities to run in scoring position. They just don't cash them in. So that's what the offense has been. And you've watched this team, and you don't need numbers to tell you this. They're just inconsistent. They'll have a big inning. They'll score a few runs, and then the rest of the game, they'll hang on and cross their fingers because they can't, for the, for the life of them, get a hit, let alone score a run. So that's been the offense. 19th and runs. That's the bottom line. You can give me all the other crap and all the other up, 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 this number, this number, this number, Farhan's computer, this number, this number, this number. They're 19th and runs. That's what it comes down to. And they strike out a lot, and they don't hit with runners in scoring position. Pitching-wise, it's a tale of two staves, the starters and the relievers. Overall, a 448 ERA, which is dragged down by the pen. RP is a relief pitching right there under pitching. 5.95 ERA, which is 28th. And the criticism to the Giants' front office is, okay, you were pursuing Aaron Judge, you were pursuing Carlos Correa. I get it, but you knew the bullpen was a problem. Their solution to it was, well, our defense was so bad, it's not a strikeout staff, and our defense was so bad, we couldn't catch the ball, so we're going to have a better defense, and we'll catch the ball, and then all those balls that are hit on the ground, we'll uh, vacuum those up, and we'll be fine. So it wasn't on the pitching staff. Ain't wrong. It is on the pitching staff, and by the way, you didn't get more athletic. You knew the shift was going to go, and the defense isn't better. 
in places it is, but strangely enough, and we'll get down to the defense in a minute, I'll just give you one tease. They're minus 11 in defensive runs saved at the shortstop position. That's Brandon Crawford. And it's not a, nothing against him. And the guys who have come in, Tyro Estrada's actually played well. I like Casey Schmidt, especially the arm. He's going to get better and better, and we'll get into that in a second when we look at some optimistic things about the Giants. But right now, that's a position that is the worst. There is nobody else at any position, or no team, I should say, at any other position that is worse than the minus 11 runs that the Giants are at shortstop. That's just a fact. Uh, so the ERA, 595. The defense we'll get to in a minute, but the relief pitching is crushing. They have the most runs allowed after the seventh inning in all of baseball. Uh, runs allowed, the relievers, 105. That's 28th in the league. Earned runs, relievers, 95, second in the league. Home runs allowed by relievers, uh, 24, that's 29th in the league. Batting average against the bullpen, 274, that's 29th. So whatever metric you want to use as far as the relievers are concerned, and they, I, I'm, we say this all the time about every other position, but you, when, when starters are only allowed unless you're a star to go five innings, your pen becomes critically important. Not that it hasn't always been, but starters don't go seven, eight, let alone nine innings, hardly. So what that does is puts a lot of strain on your bullpen, and they decide the fate of a lot of games. And the Giants didn't improve their bullpen enough. Great story that Taylor Rogers came over to, to join Tyler Rogers. Taylor Rogers, for the most part, has been terrible. And he wasn't good the second half of last year. The second half of last year, it is 6.08 ERA. Went from the, from the Padres to the Brewers and was not good. And so the Giants thought to themselves, let's bring, uh, <laughs> let's bring Tyler's brother over. That would be cool. Great story. Well written. Well chronicled. We've had him on. Great guy. Nothing against him personally. But that was going to be a big guy in the bullpen. Luke Jackson. Luke, I am your father. Uh, he just started a rehab assignment, came over from the Braves. I like Luke Jackson. I got nothing against him. It's just that's a Farhan special that he wants to be like, hey, I'm smarter than everybody else. Look, I, uh, Luke Jackson rehab. He's going to be really good. Maybe he is. Maybe he is, but that's not enough for the pen. That isn't enough. Two years ago, they were really good. Last year, they were horrendous. Couldn't find a closer, released a bunch of guys like Dominique Leone who just weren't effective, and I understand how bullpens work, and so do you. They go from year to year, but you can try to fortify, and that's one of the easiest places that you can fortify your baseball team. So they, while they were off chasing Judge to no avail, and they knew that, and we've had this conversation before, and while they were chasing Correa and saying, he was too injured to be on the Giants, but then they went out and signed Mitch Hanniger and Michael Conforto, huh? who are injury prone. Uh, they didn't fortify a bullpen that absolutely needed it, and they thought to themselves, we get better on defense, then we're going to be better because we pitched a contact, but they forgot to get better on defense. So that's a problem. And the relief pitching has an ERA of 595, and I just gave you all the analytics. So if you think, ah, five, ERA is not a huge stat, okay. All the other analytics point towards a bad bullpen. Now, can that be saved the other 75% of the season? Maybe, but it's not looking good so far. We're just basing it on the first 25%. Uh, the starters have not been bad. Uh, well, three-fifths of them have not been bad. A 347 ERA from your starters, which is sixth. Home runs allowed the entire staff. That's 13th. Strikeouts, that's the entire staff. 23 whip. 21, that's the entire staff, and uh, opponent's batting average, 27th, that's the entire staff, 265. The thing about the staff, it's kind of like the hitting. You look at the numbers, and they don't look so bad. Logan Webb has pitched great and deserves far better than his record says. Uh, 
Alex uh, Alex Cobb is pitching to a 171 ERA. Anthony DiSclefani, piano man, has pitched very well except for a couple of outings, but I trust him. So there's three-fifths of your rotation. Sean Manaya, terrible. Ross Stripling, terrible. Two free agent signings. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Jacob Junis, they like as a pig, piggyback guy on nights that you get an opener. That's generally what's been going on as far as he's concerned. And then, as far as uh, Alex Wood is concerned, he's battled injuries, and so Alex Wood so far hasn't been up to his potential. He started on Monday night, but Alex Wood is coming back. So they've got uh, they've got depth, but they really only have three guys to this point of the season that you can trust. And here's the kicker. Impress your friends with this number. Those three starters in Webb, DeSclafani, and Cobb, as good as they've been, the Giants are only 12-13 and 13 in their 25 starts. 12-13 and 13 for your top three starters. That's not going to get it done. Why is that happening? Because they're giving them the performances. They're not getting the run support, those three guys. Uh, as far as Logan Webb, he's been Matt Caned about five, six times already this year where he should have won games or been in games and the offenses didn't do anything for him. He's been good. He's been all-star caliber is what he's been. And then as far as the fielding is concerned, same old story. They weren't. There was no shift. No shift. And so they thought to themselves, David Villar is going to be better at third. Brandon Crawford will bounce back and be healthier at short, even though he's 36. Tyro Estrada fine at second. Brandon Bell had lots of injury last year. When he's healthy, he's a good defensive first baseman. We're going to turn Lamont Wade Jr. into that. Brought up uh, Roberto Perez, who got hurt behind the plate. Joey Bartz had to handle that and actually done a fairly good job. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski is more of a right fielder than a center fielder. Conforto and Hanniger have generally been hurt, and they haven't been great when they've been out there defensively. They've been better than Jock Peterson was last year in left field, but that's not saying a lot. They got better by putting Jock Peterson at DH instead of left field, but they've got a boatload of DHs on this team. Now, in as, the way it looks now, J.D. Davis has been an above-average third baseman. Casey Schmidt could be a very good shortstop and or second baseman. Tyro Estrada's not bad at second. Lamont Wade is still a work in progress at first base. In the outfield, they've been okay, not great. But still, overall, again, look at the analytics. Errors, 28. That's 28. Fielding percentage, 981, 29th. Defensive runs saved, minus 17, minus 11 at shortstop. That's worse, as I said, of any position in baseball. Outs above average is the only stat, the only metric, the only analytical that uh, they that likes the Giants' defense. That's plus four, which is ninth, and double plays. And the only reason I put up double plays is because with a pitch to contact staff, you'd think they'd be really high in that. They have twenty nine play. They have twenty nine double plays, which is good for twenty first. So those are all the numbers. All right, let's let's uh, take the numbers away in three, two, and one. So that's look. Analytics aren't everything. I'm not trying to be Farhan here. I'm not you know all that kind of stuff. You can watch and you can see, but the point is. And there's no going back to this, but in the offseason, they didn't get enough done. And I've said this a million times, pursuing Judge, okay, but from, from what I can tell and what I can read and who I've talked to, they weren't ever going to get Aaron Judge, and they should have known that. And Carlos Correa, the injuries, everything else, they were trying to get star power out of that one. They needed to make, they needed to get better defensively. The shift saved the Giants a ton of run last, runs last year. They didn't get better defensively. They didn't improve their pen. Those remain areas. The guys that they signed right now, and that's one of the major issues here, Conforto's been hurt. He's starting to get hot. Mitch Hanniger hasn't played in enough games to form an opinion, but he hasn't been great. He's hitting under 200. 
Brandon Crawford has been hurt and is hitting 171. Uh, the guys they got for the pitching staff this year, Manaya and Stripling, have been terrible. Taylor Rogers has not been good. So as far as, okay, let's take the money that we didn't spend on Correa and didn't spend on Judge, and that's not a bad philosophy. Quantity over quality can work. I've seen it work. It works in baseball. But the guys that they chose, by and large, 25% through the season, it can change. But 25% through the season, Conforto, Hanniger, Manaya, Stripling, they haven't been great. They haven't been great. And a lot of it is due to injuries. Didn't sign Carlos Correa because of injury. Hanniger's been hurt. Conforto's been hurt. Manaya and Stripling just haven't been good. And, and Taylor Rogers just generally hasn't been good. He's had a couple decent outings, but overall, that's what we got. So 17 and 23, and you can look at the numbers and you can see that that's pretty well an earned position where the where the uh, Giants are. Now let's look at a couple of other things as far as the numbers are concerned. Let's look at, here's one thing. Let me look at the depth chart first before we get into other numbers. And the only reason I'm doing this is, again, 25% through the season because as I get down to the good news in a minute. So by the numbers, we did the pen, we did defense, we did hitting, we did runners in scoring position. Let me look at that 13 349 7.4 million before we move into depth charts and everything else. That's injuries. And so because all season long, what we've been hearing about is, well, when they get healthy, they're going to be fine. When they get healthy, they're going to be fine, right? Let me show you something. This is, uh, as you can see there, cumulative season injured list by player. They've actually had decent luck when it comes to injuries. Austin Slater is out right now. Brandon Crawford came back on Monday night uh, off the injured list. Darren Ruff is no longer with the team. Jock Peterson is on the injured list right now. Uh, Bryce Johnson wasn't going to figure big into things. Roberto Perez was, but uh, Joey Bart's doing okay. Bart is back. Hanniger's back. Luke Jackson started a rehab. Luis Gonzalez, I don't think, factored much into the season, nor did Thomas Zipucky. So as far as the injury list is concerned, that's not a bad injury list. There's a lot more. So 13 injuries so far for 349 combined days for $7.4 million. That's not awful. To put that in comparison, in 2022, they had 34 players go on the injured list for over $39 million. Now, we're a quarter way through the season. Could they get to that number? Sure. But the point is, is everybody talks about injuries and getting healthy. This is an older team. They're not going to get much healthier. Crawford is 36. Jock Peterson's in his 30s. Now, Bart's younger. Hanniger's had injuries. Conforto's had injuries. Yastrzemski's had injuries. These guys have all had injuries. So this, this notion of when they get healthy, we'll see. But right now, I don't think they will get healthy. This is just baseball. This is 162 games. This is an older baseball team. This is about right now with a couple of guys in the injured list with Jock Peterson. Well, when Peterson comes back, then another guy will probably hurt. That's just how it goes. Brandon Crawford's going to get banged up. He wasn't ex- expected to play more than 110, 120 games anyway. So I just wanted to show you from a health standpoint if you're saying, well, what about the injuries? All right, now let me, look at, let me just show you the depth chart really quickly because the, and the reason I'm showing you the depth chart, and I did a couple of marks, here's your exciting players in orange, Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, and Tyro Estrada. Those three guys could be all-star candidates. The reason I put this up there is there's not a lot of all-star candidates, if you know what I'm saying. There's just not a lot of all-star guys. Now, look, they don't have in this chart – Yastrzemski in center because he was just activated. So put Mike Yastrzemski in center field. But Hanniger, Conforto, Yastrzemski, that's your outfield. J.D. Davis is there in the third base job. Brandon Crawford at short. Casey Schmidt's in there as well. Tyro Estrada is your second baseman. Casey Schmidt started on Monday night. Lamont Wade Jr. is at first base. Joey Bart is your catcher. I told you about the rotation. So Webb and Cobb have been great. Di Scalfani, Manaya's 
probably going to be out of the rotation. Stripling is not in the rotation, but has been terrible, whether he starts, whether he is in the middle, whatever, whether he's in late innings. And then Alex Wood came back on Monday night. But again, how much potential does that team that I'm showing you on the the, uh, YouTube channel, if you're watching there, how much potential does that team have? Is that a wild card team? Okay, let's look at that. The Dodgers have started to play well. We talked about the Giants early in the season, and one of the things I kept saying on my KMBR show was at least the NL West hasn't got a team that's running away. Arizona's off to a decent start. Padres off to a slow start, still are. But the Dodgers hadn't really hit their stride. Well, now they have. So you're already about eight games behind the Dodgers, 40 games into the season. Let's be realistic. The Dodgers went in the division again, and the Giants, if they have any shot with the remaining 75% of the season, have to do it through a wild card. So let's look. Diamondbacks just showed you they're better. They're 23 and 18, and they just took three of four. I don't know how long Pittsburgh will sustain. I have my doubts just because, again, it's it's Pittsburgh. Uh, the Phillies are 20 and 20 as they come into town against the uh, Giants. And, and as I'm recording this, the uh, Giants are beating the Phillies. They'll come around. They've got talent. Miami, the Mets have vastly underachieved. They've got a lot of injuries. The Cubs... I think that's about where they are, 500. The the Padres are going to come out of that at some point. They have too much talent not to. And then the teams that I don't believe in at all, Cincinnati, Washington, the Giants, Colorado, and the Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals are not going to stay in that position. I think the Cardinals, by the end of this thing, they're they're four games back at the top of the wild card. And look, they've been terrible. And on Monday night, they scored 18 runs. So I think that the Cardinals at some point, again, because they have too much talent, they're going to be in the wild card chase. Arizona, I think, is going to be in it. The Phillies are going to be in it. The Mets, I think, are going to come out of it. The Padres are going to come out of it. So I guess you got to ask yourself, because you got to be a realistic as a Giants fan, are you more in that group you're sitting in right now, the Nationals, Giants, Rockies, Cardinals? Now the Cardinals are going to move out of that. But my bottom four teams, and I'm going to take the Giants out of it for a second, my bottom teams in the NL are the Reds, Nationals, and Rockies. Pittsburgh has played well enough to get out of there so far, but they're only three over 500. So for now, let's just not put them in there. But are they in that Nationals, Rockies, Reds group? Are they in the next group, which I'd say the hovering around 500 teams to me are the Cubs, the Marlins, maybe the Pirates? And then the true teams, I think, as crazy as it sounds, I think the Cardinals are going to be up there. I think the Diamondbacks, I think the Phillies, I think the Mets, Padres, and Cardinals, those are going to be teams that are going to fight for a wild card. Are the Giants in that realm? I don't think so. I'm just I'm looking at it. I don't think that's where they are. I think they're better than where they are, but I think they're a middle-of-the-pack team in the National League. What do you think? Give me your thoughts. There's the wild card look right now. And again, 3, 2, 1, and that goes away. All right, again, thanks for watching the YouTube channel, John London Unleashed, and listening on the podcast as well. Thank you so much for listening on the podcast. Uh, All you have to do is search on the podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast, or make sure that you uh, check out the YouTube channel. That's where we have all the video and the numbers and the charts and all that kind of stuff. All you have to do, again, is search John Lund Unleashed, and please subscribe there, or listen to my radio show on KMBR 680, the home of the Giants, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa. All right, let's get down to the good news. The good news is there's 122 games left. Well, after Monday night, 121. But about 75% of the season is left. That's the good news. Uh, Webb, Cobb, and what I call PM, if you're looking at our good news at the bottom left, if you're watching the YouTube channel, Webb, Cobb, and PM, which is Anthony DiScalfani, which we call Piano Man because he dropped the piano bench 
on his foot and had to come out on Saturday. So Webb Cobb, Piano Man, the three-man rotation of the five, absolutely good news. They got to get some help. Their record is only 12 and 13 combined, but they're pitching well enough to win. Uh, because I have limited space <laughs> right there, 39, 5, 6, and 7. 39 is obviously Tyro Estrada, 5, 6, and 7. Yastrzemski, before he got hurt, was playing well. Uh, 6 is Casey Schmidt, offers hope for the future. And the infield, which I'll get into in a second, and 7 is J.D. Davis. He's solidified third base, at least for now. Uh, other good news, Penton can't be worse. Well, it could be. It could be the A's. I think the A's bullpen has a 727 ERA. I've flown on a 727, but I, that's not good if you have an, a bullpen ERA that is 727. I said the pen can't be worse. Well, I guess it could, but they're at 5.95. They've got the most runs scored against them. I gave you the metrics on the bullpen. They've been terrible. And then the outfield infield potential. So let's look at the outfield, if healthy. Now, I wish they were better defensively in center. On Monday night, Cody Bellinger made another great catch for the Cubs in center field. And for all the things that we hear about how Gabe and uh, Farhan have brought in so many ex-Dodgers because they knew them, you knew Cody Bellinger. I knew he was going to be a good defensive player. Didn't know if he could hit, but he's hitting enough. He's hitting 270, has six or seven home runs, has knocked in enough runs, decent enough OPS would have been great to have him in center field, and I'm sure he would have liked to have stayed in California. He's from Arizona. He's from Scottsdale. But still, he probably would have chose the Giants and knowing people within the organization over the Cubs. They didn't go that way. Uh, anyway, whatever. That's the offseason. I'm not going to bitch and moan about what they didn't do in the offseason, but that would have been nice. Made a great catch that you should look up, by the way, on Monday night. That would have been nice to have him in center. But Yastrzemski is in center. He's not bad. I just think he's better than right. But – Based on who they have right now, being over-complaining, I'm not going to complain about that, even though I just did. But if you have Conforto in right, Yaz in center, and Hanniger in left on a consistent basis, that is potentially a good outfield. I know that Conforto is barely hitting above 200. I know that Hanniger, as of Monday night, was hitting below 200. That's not great. I'm not going to have an opinion yet on Hanniger because he hasn't played enough. Conforto has showed spurts, and his bat's actually starting to come around. So... That's why I'm using the word potential, which a lot of people think is a good thing. It, it's not a good word. It's a word that means you haven't reached it yet, though you could, and many people don't. So, Mike Yastrzemski in center, Conforto in right, Hanniger in left, potential to be a good outfield. Now let's look at the infield, potentially. J.D. Davis has been great at third base. I don't know if that's a long-term thing or not, but let's let it go for now. But Casey Schmidt's on the roster and could play there. Brandon Crawford, I think if you limit his time at shortstop, I think is is a it's a better thing at this point. Again, they're minus 11 in defensive run save, the worst number of any position in Major League Baseball, and Brandon Crawford has struggled at 36 and we knew without the shift and and his range being more limited that that might be an issue. Not maybe to this point, but we knew it'd be an issue. Well, there's Casey Schmidt and he can fill in there. And then Tyro Estrada has been all-star caliber at second base and has actually played well and he's filled in at shortstop. So now all of a sudden you've got some guys who can play in the infield. I would think long-term or even this season I'm talking long-term that Casey Schmidt is hitting well enough to be here, probably be at third, great defensive guy. Crawford, cross your fingers at short a little bit, and then Tyro at second. If that's the majority of your time in your infield, those guys, then I think you're in pretty good shape. And then some Lamont Wade Jr. at, at, at first base. Maybe J.D. Davis to rotate right-left. J.D. plays a little third. You can rotate it enough. 
And that's why Casey Schmidt has played third, short, and second. Keep him up here. He can play those positions. He's great defensively at all of them. He's kind of a waste at second. I'd play him at third or short. But there's enough time for Casey Schmidt to play. J.D. Davis has been uh, above average. Crawford, I think if you limit his time, he doesn't have to play 140 games. I think he can be solid at shortstop. And then you deal with whatever is first base. Joey Bart is Joey Bart. Um, best case scenario to me with Bart at this point of his career is that he develops more power and becomes kind of Mike Zanino, who's an above-average defensive catcher, who's got some pop and has had some years where he's hit over 30 home runs. Uh, Joey Bart sitting in the low 200s now, but he's gotten the confidence of the pitching staff, and from what you hear, he's they like him. So we'll see. I don't. He, he's not solidified, even though he's 26 years old. He's not solidified yet, but he's certainly not the problem, I wouldn't say, as long as he can stay healthy. And they lost Roberto Perez already, who they wanted to have defensively. And as far as Blake Sable, I don't think you can learn to catch at this level, but he's got a good enough bat, so add him to the DHs of Wilmer Flores, Jock Peterson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This team is full of DHs, and maybe that's part of the problem. Anyway, there you go. So your good news, 122 left, 75% of the season. Webb Cobb, Piano Man, the numbers of 39, 5, 6, and 7. Those players have been good this year. The pen can't be worse, I hope and the outfield and infield potential. So if you're looking for good news, that's what I think you can bank on. Give me your thoughts on all of this. The 25%, the quarter pole uh, point of the season for the Giants, 17 and 23. And let me just flash it up there for you one more time as far as the uh, standings are concerned. There's your wild card look right there. And again, 17 and 23 is not great. Being minus 27 runs in because I think that's a decent metric. They've uh, given up 200. They've scored 173. Not a great metric. But again, if I'm looking at this thing objectively, I think Arizona, the Phillies, the Mets, when they get healthier, the Padres, I think those are your teams that are going to vie for wild cards. Your middle of the pack team, Marlins, Cubs. I think the bottom of the pack is Cincinnati, the Nationals, the Rockies. I think, by the way, I think the Cardinals, as crazy as this sounds, going to move up either the middle of the pack or maybe even to the wild card chase. Where do the Giants in your mind sit right there? And, yep, I'm already putting them in the wild card because the Dodgers have hit their stride. Could they have injuries, all this kind of stuff? Yeah, they could. But let's be realistic. The Dodgers have been the class of the division. Uh, The Padres are going to turn it around, but I don't know that they're going to turn it around in time, and they just got swept by the Dodgers, and they haven't looked good. So there's an issue for San Diego. They're getting some of their guys back. I do think they're going to hit stride at some point. I just don't think it's going to be in time to catch the Dodgers. So that's the look at the quarter pole point of the season. What do you think? Where am I wrong? Where am I right? Give me your thoughts. What do they got to do? More good news, more numbers. Be pessimistic, optimistic. What do you think? Hit me up at John Lund Radio on Twitter. Make sure that you're listening on the podcast. We drop it Monday through Friday and whenever needed, which happens a lot of times. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. All you got to do is search John Lund Unleashed. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the uh, KMBR show. KMBR.com, the new KMBR app. It's John Lund, Unleashed, Bay Area Sports Talk, only on the Locked On Podcast Network.